This is episode 513 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Overall Hygiene for Extended Emergencies and SHTF Situations. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the HydroBlue VersaFlow water filter. The VersaFlow is one of the most versatile water filters currently made. Not only can you use it for your personal water filter needs, but you can use it to create a family-sized water filter with a kit that comes with the VersaFlow. Now with the possibility of filtering up to 100,000 gallons, the VersaFlow could filter one gallon of water for each family member for many, many years. To make it easy for you, I have created a free video and PDF tutorial that shows you how to easily turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter. Now right now, you can have this family-sized water filter for under $25. To watch the video, get the free PDF, and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. All right, we have a very important topic for our podcast today. It comes to us from BackdoorSurvival.com. The article is entitled Overall Hygiene for Extended Emergencies and SHTF Situations. I don't think people realize how much hygiene actually goes into our overall health. And so this is why this is an important topic because if you've never really thought about it or you're not really planning for it, you can actually hurt yourself, uh, hurt yourself, hurt your body, you know, get sick. Definitely an SHTF or an extended emergency situation is not the time to get sick. You don't want to do that. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this article and look at some of the solutions and possible ideas and hopefully it'll help you out and making some decisions for your hygiene and for your family if you were ever in an SHTF situation. Again, coming to us from BackdoorSurvival.com, overall hygiene for extended emergencies and SHTF situations. I have done some specific articles on hygiene issues, but I think it is worthwhile to discuss the basics for overall hygiene during an SHTF situation. I have included links to some of my other articles that go into more detail on some areas of hygiene. This is a general hygiene post. You may need to add some things not listed if you have special needs. So let's go ahead and tackle the the overall arching issue of washing. So the first up is sponge baths. Now a wash basin or small plastic tub or pan and a wash rag can go a long way. You can stay clean enough just wiping yourself down occasionally, especially if you have some soap. Hot water is nice if you can heat some up. All right, so guys, when we go up to the country, we are off-grid. First time we went, uh, I mean, it was the first couple of times we went, it was summer. It was very, very hot, so we wanted to cool off at night. We did rig up uh, you know, the water hose to like a shower head, and we were able to take a bath that way and so we had like you know pvc pipe we made a a, you know like an outdoor shower right 
But since then, one of the things that we do is just do a, uh, that water coming from the well is very, very cold. I mean, because it was coming straight from the well through the hose and, uh, you know, th there you go. And so it was very cold. It was nice to be able to cool off, but it was, it was ice cold. So now what, uh, you know, my dad does and, and what we do when we go up there is we do more of a sponge bath where we're kind of rinsing off and we use the sponge to, uh, to do that. When it's a little bit cooler and you know you don't want to use that cold water coming from the well, what he does is he heats some water up on the stove and just mixes it with the cold water. So it's kind of lukewarm. It's not hot, but it's not that ice chilling cold. And so a sponge bath is one of those things that's uh, you know, very, that you can use, you know, one of those things that is uh, very valuable in a situation like this, it can take you a long way. All right, so the next thing up here for washing is bathing in a stock tank. When Matt and I were building the house, we often bathed in a stock tank using the water we heated in a barrel. It took some work and we tended to stick to the schedule that a lot of people did in the past of just taking a major soak and bath once a week. It takes a long time to heat a lot of water up with a wood fire outside, but it is what we had and what we did, and it meant a lot. It was very relaxing and worth it at times. Of course, you have to dunk the hot water out and into the stock tank, which takes some time and care. You don't want to get scalded. A barrel of water can reach the boiling point, so you will have to cool it off a bit with colder water. All right, next up is wet wipes. I think it is wise to buy these in containers that either have tin wipes or that are in the plastic tubs. These wipes can dry out too fast if the package gets open and only used over a large period or if a small puncture occurs during shipping or storage. The plastic tubs are really tough, so punctures are not as likely. Now don't be afraid to pay more for more packaging or tougher containers. The price difference is well worth it to have something that will perform when you want it to. Be sure to get wet wipes that are okay with your skin type. Most are very gentle, but if you are really sensitive, then just make sure to try out a few before you buy a ton and put them back for SHTF. All right, so the wet wipes are one of those things that uh, you know I would recommend. I actually carried around, carry uh, a little package around with me all the time in my backpack. And so uh, there, you know, if you need to wash your hands or something like that, or even if you uh, get something on you, right? So uh, if you get like very aggressive during lunch and you need to go ahead and clean that up, you have a little spot or whatever, wet wipes work magic on that. Now, uh, <laughs> the other day, it didn't work too much magic for me. I kind of... Uh, well, I I was out and about and making runs to different campuses, and so I stopped in and got some fast food. And try not to eat so much of that, but I did. And I was opening up some ketchup. I had a white shirt, and I just it it just kind of like slipped from my hands, and it went everywhere. And so I busted out that the wet wipes right away. And I uh, it did you know it took most of it off, but it still you could tell that I spilled all over myself. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't, I just can't do this. I can't stay the whole rest of the day here like this. So you know, luckily I live very close to home, uh, for or work very close to to home. And so I you know I went home, just changed really quick, and came back. But uh, you know that that's that was one of the things. They're not miracle working wet wipes. Now there's a couple of things here. Um, some people in the comments talked about 
that, you know, if they dry out, you can just moisten them very quickly. And I would agree with that because I have done that. So when you put a little bit of water in there, somebody in the comments said a little bit of alcohol and kind of reactivates them. But, you know, they have a little bit of, you know, smell to them as far as like a clean, clean smell or whatever. And again, whatever it is helps to even, you know, like, you know, clean up shirts and spots and different things like that. Right. So uh, you have that aspect of it. Um, I have carried around. So when they dry out, you know, if you take care of it or if you close it, you seal them up really well, they will last a long time. So I've had a package of wet wipes in my backpack probably for about two years and it has lasted because I don't use them all up. And so, you know, going to Wally World and you can buy the cheap Wally World brand for under two bucks and there's more than 10 in there. And I, I've used them and, you know, they come with, uh, I guess, the, the top. Uh, is like a sticker, right? Like a flat plastic sticker. And if you just seal it up really well, they tend to stay moist in there. So I don't know, they, it just, they've really worked for me. The other thing I want to say about this is, you know, looking on Amazon for wipes, if you go and you want something a little bit bigger than your regular wipe, like I've seen like nine by 12 or nine by 13, I think that number there, um, you know, like, so if you search extra large wipes, you will find those. And so if that's something that you might want to consider, you might want to put those back. That might be something that might be valuable for you. All right, so there are some links here just to wet wipes on the uh, on the article. All right, so next up is sponges, right? If you're thinking about hygiene and cleanliness, especially taking like, uh, you know, sponge baths and stuff like that, you're going to need sponges. So uh, let's read this section here. It says, it is good to have sponges for everything from bathing to keeping your home and kitchen clean. You can boil them to sanitize them and keep the usable or keep them usable for quite a while. So, you know, there's some links here as well, but also Dollar Tree has a lot of different types of sponges. And uh, the cool thing about Dollar Tree now is you can buy them online. And if you ship them to your local store, there's no shipping cost. And so, you know, you can get some good deals, but you need to, if you, if you are buying from Dollar Tree, you need to make sure that you're really, you really are getting a good deal because, you know, look at what that product is or how much it costs on Dollar Tree and look how much they are on Amazon. Sometimes it's a lot cheaper on Dollar Tree or, or at Dollar Tree and other times Amazon is cheaper. So you just need to really, uh, you know, compare prices there. All right. So moving on. We need to get used to a new definition of clean. Modern times have made people so germ adverse and dirt phobic that it is to the point where some are actually endangering their health with over cleanliness and hyper sanitation. You can survive a day or two without a shower and not be overly endangering to your health. It takes a bit longer than that, especially if there is no pandemic in place. All right, so if you're talking about washing, let's talk about what we're like washing your clothes and and doing laundry. So wash sheets, but blankets can wait, or you can just set them out in the sun. So sheets are what get really dirty, especially the bottom sheet where you are actually laying. In order of washing, first wash the bottom sheet, then top, then worry about blankets. Now your pillowcase are also important because that is where you put your face. 
So bottom sheet and pillowcases are going in my hand washing before any other bedding during SHTF. Now again, the, the concept of this article is if you're in an emergency situation or you're in an SHTF situation, you don't have electricity, so your regular washing machine isn't working and you're doing things by hand, right? So you have a washer, uh, you know, like a hand washer or whatever, you know, one of those old scrub boards or whatever, and, you, and you're doing this by hand. So she's recommending here that you do your bottom sheet and your pillowcase, which makes a lot of sense. So what about hair, hair care? Now, washing your hair every day is pretty terrible for it in many cases. Shorter hair is easier to deal with during SHTF and can provide less of a medium for parasites such as lice to survive on. I'm not going to tell you how much to wash your hair during good times, but during an SHTF situation, you can likely get away with once a week or less. So what are some solutions for washing your hair? Well, there's dry shampoo. Now dry shampoo can cost anywhere between five to $24, but let's just get it out of the way that the main ingredient of any of the dry shampoos is rice or cornstarch or a mixture of both. So if you don't want to stockpile cans of dry shampoo or just want to put back a few, get some bulk corn or rice starch and put that back. If you have some essential oils like tea tree or peppermint, that is even better because that will repel and prevent lice and insects as well as absorb any unpleasant smells. And guys, we talked about that in yesterday's episode or episode 512. If you haven't listened to that one, you want to go listen to that. Essential oils are very important, especially when you're talking about SHTF and, and adding them to your medical you know, kits. So just mix the powder with enough essential oils for a pleasant scent. A shaker like you use for herbs and spices can be helpful or you can put some of your homemade dry shampoo in a shower cap or processing cap and shake it around. The point is to distribute it throughout your hair without getting it in your eyes. Now, diatomaceous earth can be used in addition to help rid hair of lice and other insects if there seems to be a problem. Now guys, that's the first time I've ever heard of diatomaceous earth or using it in your hair for lice or any other parasites like that. Uh, I just never really thought about it, but it kind of makes sense. So most of the time you hear about that, people, there's some people that talk about it in food storage and putting it in there, but most of the time you hear about that out in the garden, right? The, and, and so out in the garden, what you do is you, you put that out for insects and bugs and, and whatever, and the diatomaceous earth it does not harm humans, but it harms, it's kind of like acid for insects. It eats away at their exoskeleton and it just, it kills them, right? The problem when you put it out in your garden is that it doesn't know how to discriminate between the good bugs and the bad bugs. So if you put it everywhere, it's very possible that you're killing off some of the good insects that eat some of the other bad insects, right? So, you know, you got to be very careful about that, but a lot of people use it there. But I never thought about using it in your hair, and that's pretty smart, I guess, to, you know, to go ahead and uh, burn off the lice and kill off the lice. I don't know if it works or not. Like I said, this is the very first time I've ever read this before. And so uh, it might work. And if it does, man, that is one of those things because you can get a big box of diatomaceous earth and a food grade diatomaceous earth. And that would be so beneficial because, you know, you're going to have issues like lice and other things like that when SHTF happens. And you can't go run out and get, 
you know, you can't go out to the drugstore and get, you know, what you normally get. And so you need to have solutions. So that's pretty cool there that we might need to do a little bit more research on that and see, you know, if uh, other people are using that. But I never really thought about that. So that's pretty cool there. All right. So we're moving on to like combs and hairbrushes. Now, I like having a hairbrush, but a cheap comb is a far sight better than nothing at all when it comes to keeping it neat and put together. You can get a big pack of combs for next to nothing. Do not underestimate the value of a 20 cent comb during SHTF. Now, you might want to consider a shorter hairstyle and have a way to cut hair. Long hair requires more care. Even if you do choose to keep yours longer, you should invest in a hair in a hair cutting kit. It doesn't have to be a fancy kit. In fact, it can just be a comb and scissors. A razor comb is nice to have, but not necessary. If you have hair cutting skills and supplies, then you may be able to barter your skills. People will not be too picky about the most stylish cut, so don't think you have to know how to do the fanciest styles to have a useful skill. You know, my kids know a guy who learned hair cutting right off of YouTube. And supposedly he's really, really good. And so, man, that's one of those things, you know, if you wanted a skill, uh, you know, who, who wouldn't, you know, want to get their haircut eventually during the, you know, SHTF. So anyway, that's uh, one of those possibilities there. All right. So we talked about this a little bit as well yesterday, but let's talk about teeth and hygiene. So I have a dozen toothbrushes put back. That is a few and I'm going to put back more. I also recommend putting back a dozen tubes of toothpaste per two people in your household. It doesn't have to be a major brand. Anything is better than nothing. Now look for deals or throw a pack of cheap toothbrushes or a tube of toothpaste in your cart next time you're at the dollar store. Putting back toothbrushes and toothpaste provides a cushion that prevents dental issues during SHTF. Sorry, but during a major situation, extraction is the way any major tooth problems are dealt with and considering the risk of infection, it is best to do anything you can to prevent major dental issues. Again, guys, we talked about that yesterday. If you haven't heard episode 512, I recommend that you go back and talk about that for some solutions on how to deal with pain and, and uh, you know tooth pain and stuff like that. All right, so a couple of things that I want to say here. The first thing is definitely would agree that you have to put back toothbrushes and toothpaste. One of the things you can do is get a Sharpie and put the date on your toothpaste and see how long it takes you to go through that. So if you're, you know, you share it with your spouse, then you have a good idea. All right. Hey, it took me two weeks to go through uh, one tube of toothpaste or whatever. Right. And so uh, the other thing that I would say here is not, or I have two more things. Um, the other thing is, that all toothbrushes are not created equal. Some of the really cheap toothbrushes break down really fast. Uh, I've, I've looked at some of them and I've played around with, you know, hey, the cost savings and different things like that. And what I didn't like on some of the cheaper ones that maybe like the Wally World uh, brand is that like the, the, the little bristles would eventually start falling out. Like I would find them, you know, I could, I could get them in my, in my teeth and I'm like, no, nah, this, this isn't completely worth it. So definitely it's one of those things that if you find the good ones on sale, you want to pick those up because not all toothbrushes are created equal. The other thing is down in the comment section, someone talked about, you know, adding to this, 
talked about flossing and how important flossing is. Flossing is one of those things that people don't do. I hate flossing, but when I floss, I use those little floss sticks, right? It just makes it so much easier because I just getting floss back there in you know when you wrap it around your fingers and stuff like that that's such a pain and i just it just doesn't work for me right so i use the floss sticks in fact i have a little floss stick in my little you know uh edc medical or boo-boo kit that i carry around with me because just in case i have something stuck in my tooth or or teeth i want to be able to you know get that out but one of the things that you can do those can be expensive and also well, not expensive, but if you're stocking up a lot, it can they can be expensive. Uh, and then also they're going to take up space. So there are these things, and I remember them from when I was younger. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom had one of the, or had purchased one of these. And so I, I guess this is before floss sticks really came out. And what you do is you get the floss and you wrap it around. It's like a, a long stick. And basically it becomes a floss stick, right? And it's just like the, the floss is reusable. And you can find those on Amazon. I don't exactly know what what the uh, what the names are, but when I bought them here recently, they were like uh, you know I bought them for like a, a five pack or whatever. So you get enough that every family member would have one if you have a big family, and you just stock up on on just floss, and that's pretty inexpensive there. And so that you just run it there, and then you do you know you do your flossing because you do want to take care of your teeth because you're not going to have a dentist there just to go run to in an emergency. So it's just you want to be proactive on that. All right. So uh, the next thing here is razors. I have a couple of things to say about this as well. So when times are very tough, shaving becomes a secondary concern. At the same time, it is something to be considered in a long-term situation. Hair can harbor disease or parasites. Shaving also relates to the psychology of normalcy during SHTF. It is a typical act, and that alone can make one feel so much better during a long-term situation. Now, cheap razors are annoying, but I would rather have one of those and nothing at all. Add a tin pack to your cart next time you're at the store, or make a point to add it onto your Amazon order for the next month. All right, so someone in the comment section talked a little bit about this, and they talked about those old-fashioned uh, the safety razors where, you know, you, you twist it, it opens up, you drop in a razor and then you close it up and, you know, like the old ones, like your grandparents might've used or whatever. Now, let me tell you, I started back in the day, probably about six years ago, I started using one of those safety razors and I, I have to say, I think my skin, I have like more, I guess, sensitive skin, right? And so it took a little while to get used to it. But I never, I never really liked it. It, it was just one of those things that I just did not like shaving with it. But I did it because it seemed to be a little bit cheaper, um, you know, buying just buying the the razors that you would dispose of, right? Well, one day I was in the shaving aisle at Wally World and I saw the Wally World brand, right? And they're green and they have like the moisturizing strips and stuff like that. And there was like a bunch of them for, you know, it was pretty reasonable. And I'm like, wow, you know, hey, let me try these. And I tried them and they worked. And, you know, they were a lot better than the safety razor. So I have the safety razor. I have a lot of extra blades if I ever need those. But right now I'm stocking up on those disposable ones from Wally World because they are so cheap and they work really well. They last a long time. 
And so I just, you know, that's kind of the way I'm going. To me, it's worth it to be, and they're not very expensive. It's worth it to make sure that, you know, I have a clean shave. Uh, you know, it feels good and I'm not killing my, you know, uh, my neck or whatever when I'm shaving. The last thing I wanted to say here is I saw a post by Survivor Jane on Facebook recently and she uh, she showed a picture of a razor that she's been using for many years. And what she does is after she washes it or after she uses it, she washes it, she dries it really, really well. And I think she might even spray it lightly with alcohol or whatever. And um, she also sharpens it by using uh, blue jeans, like some old blue jeans, blue jean material. And so you run it a couple of times that way and it just stays sharp. Uh, and sharp enough and it lasts a long time and so you know like I said a couple of years here now I, I think the one that she was showing did not have like the moisturizing strip because after a while that moisturizing strip will just kind of just melt off or whatever but that's you know that's something to uh to think about I remember Gay uh Levy who used to own Backdoor Survival talk about sharpening uh, a razor with blue jeans, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, but I think uh, I remember reading that. And so that's something that you could do. If you were, if you found yourself in an SHTO situation where you weren't going to be able to go to the store or you know pick up some more razors, you can do that. The key is, is to drying it off so well that little uh, microscopic rust doesn't wind up you know showing up on the razor now you wouldn't be able to see it but that is what starts to make it dull and so that's why you make sure that you know you're sharpening it you're drying it really well and you know maybe spraying it with a little bit of alcohol if i remember correctly that's what survivor jane did but anyway so just my two cents there on uh, on razors all right so next let's talk a little bit about soap there are a lot of different inexpensive soaps but there is numerous price ranges and concentrations here are my picks for soaps to put back. So the first one is Dawn. This is the best soap regarding concentration. It is very oil stripping in nature, but can be used for washing everything from clothes to your hair. The 8 ounce to 16 ounce bottles are great for storage and trade, but not always the most economical choice. If I catch the smaller sizes on sale, I make a point to put a few back. Now, I love Dr. Bronner's and have been a consistent customer for many years. The peppermint version is one of our favorites because it is very useful on animals as well. The peppermint essential oil keeps insects and parasites at bay also. A few quarts of this will last a long time and is gentle enough for most anyone. For the very sensitive or when in doubt about the, what variety to get, go for the baby Dr. Bronner's. You can always add essential oils if you want a particular scent. I have never heard of anyone being overly sensitive to the baby version of Dr. Bronner's. So next up is moisturizer. Body lotion is important because your skin can dry out and crack, especially if you are doing more manual labor or hand washing your laundry. Low humidity in your home can contribute to dry skin as well. If you live in an arid environment, then the problem of dry skin is probably something you are used to dealing with. I recommend putting back something that is mild and not too smelly so that everyone can use it. If you want something that smells good, then add it to your preps for yourself. Now, one option that I recommend is a gallon jug of Alba Botanica Emollient Body Lotion. This is very inexpensive and lasts a long time. 
You can get that lotion with a light and mild scent or totally unscented. Of course, growing aloe is another option, but most people are going to have a hard time growing enough for a group if that is all the moisturizer they have. Coconut, olive, or grapeseed oil can also be used for moisturizing. A large container of coconut oil goes a long way and it is solid under regular household temperatures. Alright, so let's move into the bathroom and keeping the bathroom clean. Now, she uh, mentions here that she had some in-depth articles uh, in you know dealing with this. And so, uh, best toilet paper alternatives for a long, a long emergency and dealing with the S and SHTF. So, you can link to those articles here. So, let's go ahead and start talking about feminine hygiene. So, if possible, have a year supply of feminine hygiene items put back. It really doesn't cost that much to do this if you catch items on sale. Like toilet paper, you have to decide just how much space you want to take up with this type of thing. Other options include Diva Cups and washable pads. Alright, so let me, actually let me talk about the next thing and then there's something I want to talk, you know, kind of link both of those together. The next thing is baby needs. If you have a baby that is going to be in diapers for a while, then you should consider putting back some disposables. In a long-term situation, you may have to turn to using cloth diapers, so it may be good to put back a few dozen of those and some diaper pins. Even if you never use cloth diapers, they have a lot of other uses. Now, while it's not a pleasant thought to be forced to wash diapers without an electric machine, I am confident that with the Wonder Wash washer I tested, it could be done. I never said SHTF would be easy. Parents of young kids are going to have a heavier load and you can take that in so many different ways right there so there is a code if you are interested in looking at I guess that uh, wonder washer the there is a link here to the laundry alternative and so you get uh, there's a code for six percent off I guess if you're purchasing that but anyway so there's another article here that you can go and uh, check out on that so let me take a little bit of time just to talk a little bit about the feminine hygiene and also the baby needs, at least where my mind is going when I read this, right? So back when things started going uh, downhill for Venezuela, if you were paying attention to that, some of the things that, that started coming out of that country were they were having problems getting disposable diapers and then it went to feminine hygiene products. So you heard about that at the very beginning. And then it went to toilet paper. And that was one of those things that people started, you know, hearing about and people started reading about and talking about and all that kind of stuff. And then from there, it started spiraling very quickly. It went to there wasn't food in the grocery stores and then there's not medical supplies. And and now, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in Venezuela that we are not hearing about if you are not in uh, the alternative media space and reading about it. So. If you're thinking, you know what, I'm just going to hold off on stocking up on some of these things until, you know, things get closer to the poop hits the fan. One of those things is it starts to spiral very quickly and people start getting wind of, hey, it's hard to find these things. And all of a sudden they start, you know, flying off the shelves. 
not when I was a kid, I was going to say not too long ago. Yeah, when I was a kid, I remember hearing about the, the toilet paper shortage, right? And I can't remember how it started, but it was an issue with Charmin or whatever. I, I don't know why I'm thinking the Johnny Carson show, right? I, I love to watch that. I used to watch that with my grandparents when I would spend the night over there. And, you know, sometimes there are some of those cable television shows that will show like the old reruns and I don't watch TV very often anymore but if I if I'm ever flipping through for whatever reason let's say someone is over here really that's the only time I watch TV is with someone's over here and I'm you know we're kind of talking and watching TV at the same time but flipping through those channels like watching the old Carol Burnett and and uh the Johnny Carson show uh whatever but I don't know why that's in my mind that it kind of started there I could be completely wrong on that someone might be able to help me I'm sure a quick uh search on the internet would uh you know tell or remind me how all that stuff went down but it it wasn't even a real shortage it was just something that people perceived and all of a sudden there was toilet paper shortage because who wants to be without toilet paper and so people started to stockpile it and there really wasn't any emergency whatsoever but they just couldn't keep it on the shelves so when things start rolling man those things are going to fly off so if that's something that you need for your family you might want to consider that you know and and thinking about Maybe you have a supply and maybe you do like a rotation, just like you do your food. You do a rotation or you have, you know, a couple of months, maybe a year's worth kind of built up. Right. So anyway, that's just my two cents there. Hopefully that helps somebody. Let's talk about cleaning bathroom areas. So oxygen cleaner, bleach, vinegar and other cleaners are useful to have and put back for cleaning toilets and sinks. Now be careful about using too much bleach and harsh cleaners if you have a private septic system because it can kill off the bacteria that keeps your septic system operating well. Now get in the habit of letting others know if something is amiss regarding skin or other hygiene issues. SHTF is no time to be shy. It is important to let someone else know about anything that may be concerning just in case something worsens. A lot of skin or hygiene issues can be dealt with fast and with little effort or supplies if they are addressed early. Now, minor conditions may just need some ointment or for the person to make an effort to keep an area drier. Make sure to look in the folds of your skin too. We all have areas of our bodies that tend to get overlooked. Take the time to look over younger kids that may not realize they need to let you know something is amiss. So be careful with hand sanitizers. They can be overused. A lot of people carry hand sanitizer all the time. While it is not necessarily a bad idea to have some on hand for an SHTF situation, using it all the time can have consequences. For starters, many of these sanitizers are somewhat drying to the skin. Another issue is that some experts agree that since hand sanitizers only get 99.9% .9 of bacteria, it leaves the strongest to multiply and become stronger. I am not a medical professional, so I will leave it up to you to decide what you think. I will say that I think that soap and water or wet wipes are fine for most cases. Save the hand sanitizer for when no water is available or if you're in contact with something particularly nasty. Now, dealing with hygiene when there are sick people in your group. People get sick and during an SHTF situation, it can be even easier to get sick because of the stress on the mind and body leading to a weaker immune system. When someone is sick, here are some tips for staying clean and stopping the spread of anything contagious. Number one, isolate the sick person into one room. 
If they are too weak to make it to the restroom, you may need to set up a bucket toilet or similar. Minimize interaction with the sick person. I know it can be hard for someone being alone, so hopefully you have some entertainment options that you can leave with them. Now wash your hands after each visit to the sick person or use hand sanitizer if that is what is available. Do not allow co-sleeping with the sick person. I realize that nursing mothers will at least have to have their child around them part of the time, but that is the only exception I can think of. And keep the individual or sick group members isolated for a day or two past the time they start feeling better if at all possible. Wash all bedding and surfaces in the sick room after the illness passes. If you have to change bedding before that, make sure to immediately wash and do not allow others to touch it. Here's a note. Gloves can be a big help and prevent the spread of illness when used for any of the previous steps. So that's one of those items definitely to, uh, to stockpile. Now, bleach solution and Lysol are helpful for cleaning sick rooms. I cannot stand the smell of Lysol or bleach, but they really get the job done when dealing with germs and bacteria. So I, I, mentioned, I know that I mentioned this before, Gay, when Gay owned the site, Backdoor Survival, she did an article on making bleach using pull shock. And that I refer to that article many, many times because bleach has a shelf life, but pull shock does not. And so if, if I was you, I would go, and I, I know that I have linked to it many times. You might even already have the PDF of, of, uh, you know, of that article, but you can go over to Backdoor Survival and search for bleach or pull shock and you know, get that information and you know, learn how to make it for yourself. And uh, a little bit of pull shock goes a, long, can make a lo- goes a long way and can make a lot of bleach. All right, so washing clothes and towels. Keeping your clothes reasonably clean is important, but don't think for a minute that changing into a completely new set of clothes each day is a wise move. You will not be able to keep up with that. Guidelines for clothes washing, and these are just loose and obviously depend on activity levels and how much you sweat as well as what you are doing. Pants and jeans, three days. Underwear and socks, one to two days. And shirts, one to three days. On our homestead, we do a lot of physical labor. Socks are very important to change daily. You do not want athlete's foot or jungle rot. I have news for those that don't know. Jungle rot from having wet feet over an extended amount of time does not go away. My father experienced it in Vietnam and it continued to be a problem. T-shirts get sweaty and smelly fast too. I recently did a post on SHTF laundry kit that can help out a lot. You can wash a week's worth of t-shirts in minutes even if you change your shirt daily. So there's a link here for the laundry kit for SHTF. All right, so let me talk a little bit just about the uh, the underwear and the socks, right? So if you are going to do that, I, I know this in today's day and age, this might be completely gross. But you, remember, we're talking about SHTF here. And she talked about maybe using underwear and socks one to two days. And of course, depending on what you're doing there. I remember from the Boy Scouts in the evening time, they always said because you would be maybe hot and sweaty or whatever, you wouldn't want to go to bed with with uh, dirty underwear. You would want to change out your underwear and you know you wanted to have clean underwear on so you wanted to be dry down there and all that kind of stuff, right? So if that was the case and you were, you know, in an SHTF situation, maybe you would be rotating out, you know, things. Maybe you wouldn't necessarily be washing them, but you would be rotating them out. 
So I'm like, hey, I'm I'm wearing this for you know for the for the daytime, and then at nighttime I'm letting it dry out or whatever. That's one of the things that they talk about, especially when like if you're bugging out, you want to have really good socks. And in the evening time, if you were to rest or you were to stop, change out your socks. Put the other socks, maybe tie them to your bug out bag or or whatever, and uh, you know let them air dry. You know let them dry out. And so that way you can put on some some fresh socks again, uh, you know, maybe in the morning or next time you switch out socks or whatever. And so anyway, that's just a thought, you know, when you're when you're thinking about that, um, you, you know, you can put them out to dry or, or whatever, whatever you want to do there. Right. And so uh, just you, you'll just uh, figure that out. But uh, you want to just make sure that you're staying healthy there. OK, so let's talk about towels because you're going to need towels when you're taking a bath or to dry off or, or and all of that, right? Uh, and towels are a little bit more cumbersome when it comes to washing them. So let's talk a little bit about that. Now towels can be used a few times, but it is important not to overuse them because they can harbor a lot of bacteria and fungus. Make sure to allow them to dry in the sun after each use. This helps sanitize them and avoid musty smells. This can help you get a few uses out of a towel rather than a single one. Now consider purchasing smaller towels or fast drying synthetic fiber towels for SHTF. I love the big bath sheets and larger towels too, but honestly, most of us are probably fine using a hand towel after bathing, especially if you have short hair or don't wash your hair every time you bathe. Bigger towels are much harder to wash and take more time to dry. Synthetic fiber towels are helpful too. Towels designed for camp use are compact, absorbent, and easier to deal with if you're in a situation where you have to do laundry with a non-electric machine or by hand. And lastly, let's go ahead and finish up this article with foot powders and sprays. It can be helpful to spray your shoes and boots or powder them. Jungle rot is the term I was raised with for what happens when feet are not kept dry or socks changed. My father never got rid of the foot issues that started in 1967 in Vietnam. He still deals with this with the one foot he has left from that terrible war. Keep your feet dry and as clean as you can or you will regret it. You can wear pants for a week and only be a little bit smelly under some circumstances. But if you don't change those socks out, you are asking for trouble. So do you have enough hygiene supplies put back? I know that writing this post for you made me consider what I need to add to my preps. All right. So again, talking about the foot uh, issue there or your sock issue there, uh, I think that's important. So going back to the uh, the comments, so there was some people that talked about cornstarch for keeping areas of the body dry, that that's something that would uh, you know be helpful. Somebody said that Dr. Bronner's has a shelf life. I don't know. Uh, I've never really heard about that, but very possible here. Um, so other people talked about there's some somebody else that talked about hygiene can kill you faster than roving bands of crazies. And, and I completely agree if, you know, without modern the modern conveniences of running water, some people are just not are not going to think about how they can stay clean. I mean, really think about it with people the way they are today is that some people just don't critically think 
I mean, it's like, if I don't have a shower, how am I going to stay clean? Come on, man. There's ways to stay clean. And those of you that are listening, y'all are, you know, you're, you're preppers, you're self-reliant. You, you can think this stuff through and you have the knowledge to be able to, to go there and to be able to do that. But you just know the way that people are today is like, how am I going to stay clean? I don't have a shower. I can't, I don't have hot running water. I can't take a shower. I'm going to wait for the government to turn on my water or my hot water for me. Right. And so, uh, definitely, um, someone said here, a former U S Navy hospital corpsman, which my dad was during Vietnam. So shout out to, uh, to this guy here and to all the, uh, you know, all the military again, thanks for what you do. But he talked about, you know, you can do, he does, he was, he learned how to do a lot with just a little bit of water in his canteen. And it's kind of like, you know, what do you do first? And so he said, I would brush my teeth first. And then you kind of go from there, you know, in taking care of your hygiene. And again, somebody else talked about flossing regularly. I already talked about that. Uh, I think that's, that's important. You should consider that. You should do it already, you know, now, but, uh, and just because it could possibly save you a lot. Now, going to the dentist costs a lot of money uh, if, you're, if you need to get any work done and you don't have insurance. So it can save you a lot of money right now, but definitely when the poop hits the fan, everybody should, should be doing that. So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes. You can come check it out. There's a lot of links here. If you are interested in hygiene, it is a topic that you need to deal with. And so hopefully you will consider coming and reading a little bit more carefully. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 513. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.